A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide what he hears by his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash round his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. Father, thank you for what you are saying. We invite you to speak through your word. And we offer our ears and our hearts to respond to you. Come Holy Spirit, set us on fire as we reflect on what you're saying. To the glory of Jesus' name, Amen. So we had some uh, tree surgery done here on the site of the church and uh, some trees were taken away. There was a conifer at the front uh, near the youth hut which was, you know, soaking up a lot of light and it got really big and so the decision was, we don't want you here anymore, conifer. Now, I don't talk to trees. Why not? My wife does. She, she is quite. Um, she she will talk to trees, but uh, I don't. But if I had spoken to that tree, I would have said, "You're not welcome here anymore. We're done with you. <coughs> You've served your purpose, but you. We we just want to get rid of you now. We reject you." I'd have been quite harsh. 
And then what happened to that tree was it was brought down to the ground. And if you go out in front of the youth hut, there is just the stump. We didn't go on the stump, we just left the stump there. It's got roots going down and so on. There's a, still a stump, but there's nothing growing. I checked the other day. There's nothing growing from that stump. It is dead. It's a sign of what was there. It's a sign of their life, the big tree that used to be there, but it's not there anymore. And when it was taken down, we saw so much more. The light shone through. It was actually, it was actually really great to get rid of that tree. It talks here about the stump of Jesse. Now Jesse, in the Bible, uh, you might think of some other Jesses, but Jesse in the Bible is the father of David. And it's talking about King David's family tree. But it's described here as a stump. Something that's been cut off, something that's been brought down to size, something that's been rejected. And God's people had been brought down to size and been rejected. They'd struggled and they'd been sort of shown listen, they've been cut off. <coughs> but we're told here that a shoot will come from the stump. A branch will come from the root. Something that's dead, something that won't actually produce anything, actually comes forth with a branch. And that branch bears fruit. You know, you might see a stump and if a, a root or a, 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 sorry, a, a shoot or a branch comes out, it might, you might think, oh, don't bother, mate. You know, there's no point. It's dead. This tree is dead. But no, this branch comes out and bears fruit. Now, this is Isaiah's picture of a person. It goes on to describe a person. And we know that this is fulfilled by Jesus. This is the Messiah whom Isaiah was waiting for. A shoot will come out from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit, and the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. There's one thing that defines this branch, this stump, well actually there's, uh, this shoot, there's two things actually. The first thing is this, he's all about the Spirit of God. The Spirit will rest on him. He has the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and of might. The Spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. This is who Jesus is. He's a spirit man. He's spirit in power. When Jesus ministered on the earth, when he came, all of it was led by the Holy Spirit. At his birth and before his birth, the Holy Spirit was inspiring people. Mary was filled with the Spirit. Elizabeth, her relative, filled with the Spirit as she has John the Baptist in her womb. Uh, everyone around the birth of Jesus is filled with the Spirit. The Spirit comes and rests. And through Jesus, the Spirit rests on us. Something that describes Christ is that he is filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. 
You too have this spirit in you. He's the Holy Spirit. And our world feels a little bit like a stump cut down to the ground. And it feels a little bit hopeless all around us right now. We did not expect this Christmas to look quite like last Christmas, as you know what I'm saying. We thought we'd be through this by now, but we're not. And it can feel like we're cut down, and hope has been cut down, and people's, uh, all the things they want to do is being deprived of them, and yeah, we struggle. But where there is seemingly no hope, God brings hope, because there's a shoot that comes forth. There's a branch that bears fruit. And this branch is spirit-filled, and you are spirit-filled. So God is calling you and I <laughs> to be like this shoot that comes from the stump. The spirit of counsel and of might. God wants to give you advice. God wants to give you wisdom and understanding. Maybe you're facing a situation and you don't know what to do. I face that most days. And I think, Lord, help me. Give me wisdom here. Well, God gives wisdom through his Holy Spirit. He's going to give this to you as you struggle with decisions you're having to make. The Holy Spirit come, came and rested on Jesus like a dove. He wants to rest on you. Just talking a, a moment ago about being still in the storm. If we can be still, even though there's a storm raging around us, the Spirit can come and rest on us. If we're going to say, you know what? I'm going to trust in the Lord in the midst of this. The Spirit can come and rest. It's harder for the Spirit to rest if we're all over the place. But if we're settled down, then the dove will come and rest on us too. God gives his spirit. It's also a spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. There's a lot of fear all around, isn't there? I don't, I don't, have you noticed this? You know, it just takes one headline, and then you walk through the streets of Pembury, and people are like this. We're just feeling more anxious. The power of the media, the fear that it's stoked up. The antidote to this is actually the fear of the Lord. So I'm so in awe of God, I haven't got time to be worried about what's going on around me. The fear of the Lord is not a negative thing, it's a recognition of who God really is and it's a reverence of God and it's saying, God, you are God. The fear of the Lord, the spirit of the fear of the Lord and this shoot will delight in the fear of the Lord. It's actually a very delightful thing to be afraid of God <laughs> in a positive way because we're recognizing who he is and how awesome he is and that he is on the throne. So <clears throat> if we're going to be a people who follow this branch, this shoot, we're going to be a people on whom the spirit rests. But we're also going to be a people who have a heart for justice we're told also about this shoot, this branch, that he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes. He won't decide by what he is with his ears. With righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he'll give decisions for the poor of the earth. Too often, what happens is the rich and the powerful in our world 
get into positions where they can then make decisions on behalf of the rich and the powerful. <laughs> and the poor and the needy get left behind. But this shoot, this branch makes decisions on behalf of the poor and the needy. He makes sure that there is justice done for those who need help. He's surrounded by righteousness and faithfulness. So told here, righteousness will be his belt. You know, if you've got a belt, you put it on to keep your trousers from falling down, to tuck yourself in. <coughs> but have you ever, ever had a belt and you think, I can't get it around me anymore? <laughs> You've expanded. You're growing. You're glorious. <coughs> Do you know, um, the Hebrew word for glory is kavod, and it also means heavy. So you could say, I'm just glorious because I can't fit my belt around me anymore. <coughs> well, Jesus has a belt around him that fits all the way around him, and it is a belt of righteousness. He has a sash around his waist, which is a sash of belt faithfulness. Righteousness and faithfulness surround Jesus, surround this branch, surround this shoot. That's who he is. That's what he's all about. So he cares for the needy and for the poor. We're told he judges, too, by the breath of his lips. He will slay the wicked. We can trust Jesus for justice. We can trust that he will judge the earth. Do you know, sometimes people in the church, they, they get really caught up talking about the Spirit of God. You know, Charismatics and Pentecostals, we talk about the Spirit. We say, oh, you know, we've just got to be all about the Holy Spirit. And it's just brilliant. It's absolutely wonderful. Then you've got others in the Christian church who will talk about justice, say, well, that's all very spiritual, but we've got to look after the poor. We've got to look after the needy. You know, it's all about getting out there and helping, helping people. And, and, and perhaps at the more liberal end of the church, that would definitely be the focus. But they should never be divorced because the thing that divines this shoot, this branch, our Jesus, is that he is spirit-filled and passionate about justice. That's who he is. The two go hand in hand. And if you've got a heart for justice, that is the work of the Holy Spirit in you. He's stirring you up. I'm going to mention them because they're not here today, but we've got people in our church, uh, Colin and Alison, Sue and Dick, and they look after children who need a home. That is caring for the needy. They are living it out. They are... <coughs> I, I, I look at them, I think, I couldn't do what they do. Their calling is, you know, it's costly. And I'm sure that it doesn't take long for the novelty to wear off if you're doing that kind of thing. But it's, it's, it's an embodiment of the heart of Jesus Christ. A heart of justice for the needy. Children who need a home. Disabled children who aren't greatly in demand. Where is Jesus? That's where he is. The Holy Spirit will give them wisdom and understanding in that situation. The Spirit wants to rest on them in that situation. I just chose them as one example. You know, Jude earlier shared about the opportunities God has given her, but the heart of welcome that she has working here in the cafe. Saying, come, make yourself at home. God does not divorce justice and the power of the Holy Spirit. The two come together, working in our world. 
And what happens as a result of all this? Well, what happens when the Holy Spirit is moving in power through Jesus and through his people and working through acts of justice and righteousness? What happens then is that the world is transformed. And you've got a picture here of a completely transformed world at the end of this passage. It looks at the natural world and says animals and creatures that normally would be at war with one another are brought together. Wolf will lie down with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. Now, I'm not a shepherd, I'm not a farmer, I'm not really up on all this, but I do know that it's not a smart move to put a wolf with the lamb. The lamb is going to come a cropper, isn't it? The wolf is just going to do what it does. And a leopard and a goat, I don't fancy the chances of the goat, do you? <coughs> that's just what nature does, and it's what it's all, has always happened. You think, well, that's just the world. There are predators, and there are, well, sorry, you're a goat. You're a sheep. That's just how the world works. But there's a picture here where that won't be the case anymore. The wolf will live at peace with the lamb. You can trust them. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. You know, throw little children into the mix as well. Go and play with some wolves, some lions. Even when I was growing up, we didn't do that. <laughs> and I, I grew up in Newcastle, and, and I know we wrap up children in cotton wool these days, and we, you know, but we didn't used to. We'd go, go off and play. But even then, you don't go and play with wild animals, not generally. I remember going to Whipsnade Zoo and uh, we saw the lions. You could go in and uh, you could get right up close to the lions. Why? Because there was a massive glass screen between you. And the lions, they just sleep most of the time. These big beasts, though, they're so incredible and awesome, aren't they? But you don't want to be the other side of the glass screen, do you? Don't fancy our chances there. <coughs> We're told here that all of this division there will be, where, where there's uh, danger and war, there will actually be safety. An infant will play near the cobra's den. Now, don't do that with your baby, yeah? It's not a good idea. Top parenting tip. <laughs> the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. Not a smart move. And yet, these places of extreme danger will become places of great safety. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. And how does this happen? This happens because the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now we haven't seen that yet in its fullness. We haven't seen that happen because lions still eat lambs and leopards still will attack goats. That's still what happens. That's the norm. And we still live in a very messed up world. But one day, this earth will be transformed. Because the God who came 2,000 years ago in Christ, in Bethlehem, and was laid in a manger, is coming again. He's coming. And this is our hope. This is our hope, folks. We have a sure and certain hope. It's not a wishful thinking kind of thing. God who has come will return. Jesus Christ is coming in glory to judge the living and the dead. And what will happen? His kingdom will have no end. And the wolf 
and the Lamb will be safe together. We can't imagine that, can we? God will bring about peace. He'll bring about reconciliation. Now, there are signs of it even today. You know, God brings about where there is division, where there is uh, warring parties, God will bring them together. I remember many years ago um, going into a pub and chatting to someone who was, a, he was Irish, he was Catholic. I remember chatting to him when I was a new Christian. And I said, did you know that God loves Protestants too? And he looked at me and said, no, that, is, that can't be true. He just couldn't accept that, that God would also love Protestants. Such was the divide uh, in the situation with Northern Ireland uh, at the time. But what God can do is he can bring warring parties. I mean, how ironic. Awful, isn't it? That story. But God can bring healing where there's division. Where there are all warring parties, God will bring them together. We just finished the Alpha course, and on that course we hear the story of Corrie Ten Boom, who was in uh, Auschwitz or one of them, uh, and she ends up after uh, the war's over, she's giving her testimony, she's preaching, and one of the prison guards comes up and says, I've become a Christ Christian, Fraulein. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful to have a saviour? God has forgiven me. But as she saw him, she just went icy cold, because that man was, was her torturer. And she thought, I can't forgive him, but then God gave her the strength to forgive that man, and they shook hands. We can't break these barriers down. But God does. The wolf and the lamb will exist together. God will do this. We see signs of it now. We will see it in its fullness when Christ returns. But in the meantime, as his people, we're called to be praying, Lord, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's your prayer, isn't it, Jonathan? on earth as it is in heaven. And God can do that through you. Why? Because the Spirit rests on you. Might just feel like a little thing that we're doing, but actually it's a big thing in the kingdom. If you're involved in fostering, as we mentioned, some of our friends are, you might say, well, there's so many children, but they're helping one child. Massive in the kingdom. So what can I do? Well, you can do what the Lord is leading you to do. We're not all called to do and be the same thing. But God is calling us to be those who trust in this branch of hope, the shoot. There is life. There is hope. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this declaration that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. And we pray your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Come, Holy Spirit. I pray, stir in our hearts what it is you're calling us to be and do.
as those who carry the light, as those of your kingdom. Where do you want me to bring hope today? Lord, we can't do this by ourselves. We need your spirit to rest on us. So we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to rest on us now. Lord, give us the courage to fear you and not circumstances. Lord, you are the way maker, the miracle worker. Light in the darkness. Our hope is in you. Let's stand, because you are the people of God. Please stand. You are, if you're able. Just, you are the people of God. And he has set you apart. To be filled with the Spirit. To have the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. To see as God sees. To have His heart for justice. receive what the Lord is doing. Let every heart prepare and make room for him. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The world is in your hands. Amen.